and welcome back to Work at Life, or welcome, if you are new here, welcome to all our new listeners. I'm Maddie Grant. I'm a culture consultant at Propel, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Sonia Lacina, who is president of the Workforce Division at Question Pro. Now, Work at Life is a show for everybody, whether you're an employee or an employer, who believes that work should be fulfilling and should allow us to learn and grow, given that we spend so much time behind our desks, right? So uh, that means we explore a ton of different topics related to both work and life in general. But what's different is that we look at burning issues through the lens of both the individual and the organization. And we want you to leave every episode with at least one, if not many, new ideas um, for how to make work better. So with that, I'm very excited for our conversation today. Um, We have an awesome guest, and I'm going to hand it over to Sonia to set the scene, and then we'll ask her to introduce herself. Thank you, Maddie, and welcome, Michelle. It is such a pleasure to have you on the show Michelle Armour is the Chief People Officer at C8 Fortune and actually somebody that I've known for ages. I feel like we grew up together at CareerBuilder back in the day. And CareerBuilder has always been one of those companies that I just continue to admire. And I say it's just maybe in some ways ruined me forever because it's had such an incredible culture and set the bar so high for every organization that I work for. And Michelle was always so instrumental in connecting with employees and bringing the culture to life. And so we stayed connected over a decade later, and I'm just such a big fan of her work. And we had an opportunity to talk with her recently, and she told us about some exercise she did with values at her current organization. And I thought, what an incredible topic and what an incredible story to share with you all. But before we jump into that, Michelle, please introduce yourself a little more. I, I, I can't do it myself because I will talk about you for like 30 minutes easily. <laughs> By the <laughs> way, this, you know, this whole show is an excuse for me to meet all of Sonia's awesome friends. <laughs> I love that. And I will say that the culture at CareerBuilder, where I started my HR career, uh, was certainly one that you know, can't really be replicated. And it's so fun to follow all my former colleagues on LinkedIn and see how they've become this amazing success. And I feel like the culture at CareerBuilder has just grown into so many other organizations because, you know, you take the very best of what you've experienced and try to bring it to the the next thing. And so that's Mm -hmm. hopefully what I've uh, done to some extent here at CA Fortune. So I'll tell you a little bit about my current company and what we're doing. So CA Fortune is a boutique sales agency that focuses on plant-based and wellness consumer packaged goods products. And we offer a whole suite of services from business intelligence to sales agency services, um, branding and and marketing offerings. And it's really grown exponentially over the past seven years. Um, But over the past two to three years, it's just exploded. And we've gotten some really significantly sized clients on board. And so I first joined, joined CA Fortune just about, it'll be two years in June. And that's a little bit about me. 
Thank you, Michelle. And what, what an amazing organization. It's such a good cause. And I'm so glad to hear about the growth. And I feel like it's, it's such um, an important service <laughs> always, and especially in, in the current age. So I mentioned at the start of our conversation that part of the reason why we have you in the show, and it was a little bit difficult to narrow down the topic because there was so much <laughs> that we wanted to talk with you about, but you shared with us that you just went through the exercise of redefining your organization values. And it's something that so many of the organizations we speak with today, it's just top of mind for them saying, you know, I've had values for a long time. I want to redefine them. How do I do it? Is it possible? Is it in my DNA? Can I, you know, now get it out? How do I do it? If I want to go down this path, you know, if I'm committed to it, what's the best way? Is it really important? Do I prioritize it over things? Like, I feel like it's something that's very top of mind for almost, you know, just about all organizations. So in our recent study, when we wanted to quantify a little bit, okay, like we're hearing about the importance of values a lot anecdotally in our conversations, but really all of us being, you know, somewhat researchers and scientists and at a very minimum, definitely very data driven, we thought, what are some numbers? Like, what is the real impact we can put around this? And so we ran a study late last year in December and asked 1,200 people around the U.S. around the importance of aligning their personal values and company values. And what we found is that actually 83% of workers said that it was either extremely or somewhat important that their personal values are aligned with the company values. And just fewer than 3% said that the alignment was not important. So when you think about Wow, <laughs> being very clear that this is something significant right now, I think the data definitely speaks for itself. And then something else that we talk about quite a bit is pay. And there's a lot to discuss there, especially around the competitiveness and how much do we offer and how important is it to people. And so another thing that we found in that same study is that a third of workers said that their company would have to pay up to or over 20% more compared to an offer where their values are truly aligned. And 16% said that there's no price. They would need to be fully aligned with the company's values before they accepted the job offer. So if you want to look at, again, for any organization that's saying, do I do this now? How important is this? I hope that you can take these numbers and really say, all right, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, we're you know nearing the middle of the year. We need to do this. We can, you know, continue on the right foot if we're if we're really clear in who we are and what our promise to our employees is. So Michelle, I'm gonna turn it back over to you. And I know that you just finished this exercise of redefining mm -hmm. your organizational values and you're in the process of, of rolling them out. What prompted you to prioritize that now yourself? Well, I think that the data that you shared is spot on and I love data to, to sort of validate, but I think, you know, even five or 10 years ago, uh, the labor market was shifting a little bit and people thought about their employers in a really different way. And there were a lot of trade-offs, like maybe I'll take a little bit less pay if I have a better commute. And I think that some of those trade-offs have evolved from you know, the practical into the, the values and the can I be my whole authentic self at work 
And is this mission something that I feel passionate about? And I love it. You know, I think that not only are employees better off for being, you know, specific and thoughtful about what they want to do with their lives, it's also helpful to companies because if you have that misalignment between personal beliefs and company beliefs and you know, someone's operating in a vastly different way than the culture dictates at a specific organization, like it's not going to be good for anyone. So um, thank you for that study and that information. And generally, I would say that, you know, your values shouldn't be changed every single year, right? Your employees will, uh, <laughs> will just kind of have some change fatigue from that. And it really shouldn't because your values are about your DNA. Um, but I do think it's important to look at those values every single year and do a cultural assessment to say what's working, what's not working. You know, are these values still true? How successful are we in having, like nobody wants the values that are just put up in the boardroom and nobody ever talks about them and they're yeah. just moot. Um, for me at CA Fortune, I think that the opportunity came about because of the growth and the change in size. So when you think about that tipping point, growing from a small organization to more of a medium-sized organization, you know, when you're small, everyone has that direct access to the executive leadership team to the CEO. And I feel like those people can just personally bring those values to life for a smaller group of people every single day. Um, but as the company grows and you have middle layer of managers, you really have to, I think, be more intentional about the values. And so for us, that's um, why we, we started the conversation of saying, you know, should we redefine these? Yeah, I love that. And how many employees are you about now? We have 330 today. Um, a couple of years ago, we had around 160. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's yeah. been really rapid, <laughs> really rapid growth and very exciting. And, you know, the best thing about um, the culture at Sea of Fortune also, and something that's important to think about when you think about how drastically am I going to shift, is what's yeah. that employee appetite for change? How drastically did you shift from the last set of values? Com they're completely different. Um, I would say that, um, and, you know, let's say, for example, that um, it's an organization that, you know, hasn't had a significant size change, no change in strategy, uh, clients are still the same, like, there's just not, not that significant of a shift. I think in those cases, you know, you might go through the exercise of changing the definition of a value yeah. or maybe swapping out one or two, um, you know, assuming you have around five or six. But um, for us, I think that prior to this exercise, we had more of four driving covenants. And one of those is that boutique service offering where mm -hmm. we want to ensure that there's no red tape, that we're able to adapt our solution and prescribe different offerings based on what our clients need. That's the foundation of everything. And that one stayed true to um, our values. But some of the others became things that are important in every company, you know, people, yeah. technology. 
um, those things are still important, but we don't need to be very specific and say this, you know, this is something that makes us unique. Yeah, it's almost like expected. Like yeah. when you say, yeah, like it, it, it's what are the things that make you different a little bit or like what makes your character unique versus like what's hopefully. And when I say universally expected, I know sometimes not everybody delivers on it, but at least you'd say like, okay, yeah, well, that's a no brainer that you would be this. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more. It's like almost like trying to get to know somebody's personality a little better. I love that. Yeah. And that is one of the hardest things, I think, about trying to dig through all of the possibilities of these are all the things that are good because something can yeah. be really good and something that you want, uh, but it's not necessarily a differentiator for your culture and your company. Um, yeah. So trying to eliminate those. And then for us, you know, one of the biggest filters was trying to link the value to our business outcomes and the client outcomes we want to drive and the behaviors. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's but, really know, important. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the big thing for, for us, like, the big thing for us as, as um, people who work with culture is that it's not just, you know, the soft skill anymore. Like it's actually directly related to how you hire people, how you retain people, how you treat your customers, you know, how you bring in revenue, like all of it, all of your business goals. So, and we like to talk about, um, we being uh, Jamie, my partner and I, we like to talk about how culture management should be just like financial management. It should be something that happens all the time in the infrastructure of an organization, but just like financial management, it's not something that everybody needs to focus on all the time. It sort of comes and goes at, at different periods, but there should be somebody paying attention on any yeah. given day. <laughs> oh, I couldn't agree more. I think that culture management needs to be really deliberate. And it's actually something that we do um, every six months as we do business reviews where we go through all the data and the metrics from the engagement survey to turnover rates, exit interview feedback, talking about the success of new hires, development, like there's so much that goes into it. Yeah, and, awesome. you know, that a, a differentiator when it comes to culture is that there's that harmony and that it's authentic throughout everything that we're doing. Um, and, you know, you're always going to have subcultures, maybe when you're talking about different departments, especially in larger companies or different business units. But at the core, um, you know, the things that you honor and celebrate and reinforce, they have to be real and true and authentic. And yeah. hopefully, you know, that apply and it should also apply to the overall company, the client. And then each individual employee, and I think it needs to be positive for every one of those three. Um, otherwise, things are just going to feel, you know, disjointed. Yeah, it's so funny you should say that because one of the things that we do is um, we help organizations work on what we call a culture code, which is uh, uh, I can't wait to hear about your yours and your example. But the whole point of this culture code is that it's it's shorthand, it's yes. you know, something simple and memorable that applies to the CEO, but also applies to the, the mailroom clerk, you know, or the most youngest, most recent hire. <laughs> so everybody can find their connection 
to that shorthand, to that, yeah. code, you know, so oh, the, I, yeah, I couldn't I wait to hear about yours. Yeah. And um, I believe Sonia was asking, you know, how we came to, you know, craft these values. And I think it's a delicate balance because I would never get, you know, put 50 people in a room with a blank sheet of paper and say like, what are the values? Like, I just can't see how that would be productive or, or people wouldn't get anywhere and would probably be immensely frustrated. So my advice would be to, you know, start with some members of your people and culture team, potentially some of your corporate marketing or, you know, other other people to kind of, and you, you want to gather the people that have access to all of your different feedback loops. So I also mentioned the people that um, read our engagement survey comments that, you know, that have a lot of connection with employees that really understand what's working and what's not working. Um, and then what we did was we got together. And like I said, you put everything down. Like what's everything that you think is a positive element of our culture and something that we could reinforce. Um, but then what really changed is, or what really drove us to kind of edit that list is like I said, um, what things are differentiators, what things directly impact our clients and what are kind of positive drivers for everybody. And then we had focus groups, um, two separate focus groups um, with about 15 people each um, across every department, every level of the organization. And we crafted some questions about, like, just to better understand, too, did you know that we had values before? How much did they come up in conversation? How much did they uh, drive your decision making? Did they help you prioritize? And as I mentioned, the one that really came to the to the surface was that boutique service offering. So we ensured that we um, kept that one. We kind of weaved it throughout um, our new. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, those people did feel really comfortable giving direct feedback. So we were able to go through a couple different variations and edits. And we did that before we even took it to our leadership team and executive leadership team. Um, and we actually just were able to roll out um, the values to our, our people managers today. And then at our town hall in a couple of weeks, um, we'll be rolling them out company-wide. So tell us what they are. Sure. Um, well, we have a little description of the, um, of the values that we start with because the things that we tried to brainstorm around were people, passion, purpose. And um, so we had these three categories and said, what are all the things that we value and honor in our people? Um, what are these people passionate about and what's the passion of the organization? And then what's the purpose and what brings us here and brings us together? Um, and so here at CA Fortune, our people are the core of our business. Our boutique service model allows them to follow their passions with a purpose and deliver excellent service every time to our clients. And then the, um, the five values are innovate fearlessly, empower others, lead with solutions, stay curious, and do the right thing always. And each of those has a descriptor and I'll just 
go through one so that I'm not reading <laughs> during this entire time. Um, but those, you know, the descriptors are what really um, explain how this differentiates us and explain how it impacts um, our bottom line and, you know, drives value for everybody. Um, and I'm reading this one specifically, Maddie, because of how you talked about from every, you know, that these should apply to everyone in the company. So the description of empower others is our team members are encouraged to bring their whole authentic selves to work by being genuine, humble and inclusive to best serve ourselves, our clients and our communities. We value all voices and perspectives, whether you're brand new to the CA family or are a member of our executive leadership team. I love it. Well, and just in, in your, you know, sharing that, thank you for that. Um, I'm kind of struck by how, if you really think about it, how different these are than, you know, even like 10 years ago, like the core values posters on the walls, which are still good things like, you know, milk and apple pie, not that I drink dairy, but whatever. There's <laughs> plant-based milk now. You're <laughs> milk. Yeah. But, um, you know, like empowering others and being passionate and having a purpose. You're a sales organization. That's not what yeah. sales are supposed to do. Sales are supposed to, you know, drive the bottom line. And you, you know what I mean? It's like, you're right. Uh, they used to be like profit. Yeah. But, you know, I think that we've all seen that the values, you know, and I shouldn't speak too broadly because I think, you know, companies of the past were still good and still, you know, served a purpose. But like we talked about at the beginning of the call, employees want more. They want deeper connection. They want to be able to give back. And I think that studies have shown over time and we've learned that instead of being authoritarian, authoritarian and prescriptive and hierarchical in our decisions, like you just get better outcomes when you let people be themselves, give feedback, innovate. And, you know, I think so that by true. having, yeah, by having the values that are like lead with solutions, like don't just bring, bring me your problems. Right. Like, what do you yeah. think? Um, you know, that really is more fulfilling for people and purposeful for people in their career development as well. 100%. Oh, Michelle, thank you so much. I love every time I talk with you, I love the balance between like your passion, your commitment to your people, your commitment to culture and the way you approach things. Like it, it, really appeals to both my heart and my analytical mind that this you're aiming towards this greater good and you're aiming to create this space that people love to be a part of and really thrive in but you're doing it in a very methodical way in a very data-driven way in an inclusive way and then i also love what you talked about you know it's not something that changes every year but it's something that you revisit on a continual basis and i think you know we talk more and more about culture as, as a being and as somebody that evolves and changes and as beings, we don't evolve every day. We don't evolve every year. It's too much. But never, we sometimes we never know when it's going to happen. We never know when there's going to be a necessity. Whenever we, we don't know when something's maybe going to finally click. And so I love the, the way that you and your organization have approached that redefinition, but also the way you think about, okay, we just did this thing and it's really big and it's very different. 
than how we defined ourselves before, but we're not going to, you know, close the book on it and call it done. We're going to continue to talk about it. We're going to continue to think about it. And you've grown as an organization so much over the past couple of years, like who knows what the future holds and who knows again, as, as you grow, who that best organizational persona is going to be. But thank you so much again for joining us, for sharing all of these insights, for sharing your path and your passion. I think it's, is an incredibly insightful. And I feel like every time we talk with you, like we learn something new and, and I'm sure our listeners are going to walk away with quite a lot. So thank you for sharing so your experience. It's been a pleasure. I could talk about engagement and culture and values for hours and hours. So it's yeah, so there's great. so much more we could talk about. And I, I do have to put in a plug for our listeners. Um, you know, if you're thinking about assessing your culture, first of all, we have a really great culture assessment. Um, at Question Pro um, called the WorkXO Culture Assessment. But a, what Michelle talked about early on was about the transition time, like this is a period of high growth for them. Um, we're finding a lot of companies pick a, a transition time to look at their culture. I mean, it's kind of a natural fit, but whether you're growing or maybe shrinking or um, acquiring, you know, a new division or expanding, you know, geographically, or maybe you have a new CEO. Um, there's a there's a whole bunch of different possibilities um, around times of change. And of course the pandemic all by itself has created times of change. So now could be a really good time to, to assess your culture. Um, so I hope you'll consider our culture assessment, but honestly, any culture assessment will do. The point is, just you know, figure out where your point A is today and where you want to be. You know, your point B, so to speak. Um, and you know, there's just so much good that can come out of it. Michelle, I can imagine so many people knocking on your door to, to want to be hired. You know, based on those core values, like that's that's really awesome. Um, Thank you. Just yeah, to close really us out. It. Yeah, to close us out. Do you have any final thoughts? for our listeners about all of this stuff that we've talked about? You know, I think that when you're considering your organization holistically and making a big change, it's overwhelming, but you just have to break it down and think about every place that it's going to have an impact. And, you know, for something like values, it's everything from your career site to your job postings, to your um, new hire swag boxes, to performance reviews, handbook, and, you know, just think about um, all of the momentum that that will drive in the organization. So taking it one piece at a time, but then delivering on that value and using it as a growth lever. Awesome. We'll have to get some swag from you, I think. <laughs> I have some. <laughs> Even like a sticker or something cool. <laughs> I'm all over it. Watch for some mail from me. Oh. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. This is really great. Thank you. It was great. You all have a great day. Thanks. Thanks, Michelle. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, Talk everybody. Bye, everybody.